The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Success Inside with host Aparna. On today's show, you'll hear the stories from the successful individuals that are making a difference in this world. Living with passion, with their wisdom and ideas, we hope that you are inspired. Now, here's your host, Aparna. Welcome to Success Inside this morning with Voice America. I'm your host, Aparna, and I'm so excited to have here with me a wonderful guest, uh, Mark Allen. Uh, Mark uh, is also based out of the San Francisco Bay Area, and Mark has done so much great work in uh, something that is near and dear to all of our audiences, how do we have success with ease. So Mark is the founder of New World Library, a publishing company, and has published many successful authors, including Eckhart Tolle. And Mark himself is an author who's published this the Greatest Secrets of All, Visionary Business, and numerous, numerous other books over the years. So, Mark, it is so um, nice to have you here with us this morning. Welcome to Success Inside. Thank you, Aparna. It's nice to be here. and I love the name Success Inside. I think that sums it up. I often, I often say, you know, it's just getting the inside. In fact, I quote... Eckhart in The Power of Now, he sums it up so well. He says, if you get the inside right, the outside just falls into place. And uh, I Amen think to that. Yeah. yeah I do <laughs> think 99% of the important work is inside work. And then the rest is just simple steps out in the world that result in wonderful things. So it's interesting that you bring that up because right now we're in an age where we're surrounded by so much inspiration and so much information from the outside world and we get inundated. So what are some of the, and you, you know, one of the things I love about your work is how simple you make some of these concepts on how to be inside. How do we tap into that 99% of the work that we need to do on ourselves? So what are some of the things you, you think would be a great way for us to get started? Well, yes, definitely in this information age, I, I, I think it's important to turn off the information at times we were inundated with possibilities. Uh, you search for something on the internet, you get millions of possibilities. With, you know, and yet, ultimately, it, it is our own work and our own thoughts inside that make all the difference and that's where the final answer is and all of the material outside and and all of the great teachers need to eventually point within and it's within us that the answers lie so the often the best thing we can do is turn off the electronics and take a walk alone or just sit alone and ask ourselves the questions ask ourselves what do we really dream of doing ideally Ask ourselves how we can possibly make it work financially, doing what we love to do. 
walk around and, and do that internal kind of investigation. I think that when I reached the point where I started trusting myself and my own internal guidance, that's where everything changed. And, you know, let's let's talk about that a little bit because I would love for you to share your journey with us. I mean, what? how did you get on this path and what brought you here? Yes, I... You know, through my 20s, I had one very important key. I knew it was important to do what I loved. I did not pay attention to my parents that told me I should study business at a university, like my older brother did. I I didn't do that. I did what I loved. I became a musician and an actor and a spiritual seeker, really, then in, through my 20s. And I did what I loved, but I had no idea of how to make it work financially. I learned a lot of stuff through my 20s, but I was a total poverty case. And I woke up the day I turned 30 in a state of shock, realizing I wasn't a kid anymore. That's the day that changed my life. And I've been writing about what I did that day ever since. Because I I realized I wasn't a kid anymore. Uh, Somehow it was cool to be a struggling artist and spiritual seeker in my 20s without any money. But when I turned 30, suddenly it all changed. I, I felt I need to be an adult now. An adult gets it together somehow. And so I remembered a, a back-to-the-land experience I'd tried, experiment I'd tried in my early 20s. When we were sitting around a fire one night and this couple said, let's play a game we play at church camp. Let's imagine five years have passed and everything has gone as well as you could imagine. What would your life look like? And we all went around the fire and said something. I don't remember a word of what I said. And I really tried to remember. I've tried to relax and and do self-hypnosis and remember what I said at 22. And I just don't. I don't remember a word. So it had no impact in my life. But the day I turned 30, I remembered that game. And I thought, okay, this is a good idea to do this game. I just... I was pacing up and down. I had a little cheap apartment in Oakland, California. I had no money, no family support, no job. <laughs> and when I look back, I had no direction, no goals. I, I was just going from one thing to another with, without any clear goals or anything. So I took a sheet of paper this time rather than just stating something and forgetting it. And at the top I wrote, ideal scene. And I imagine five years had passed, so I was 35 already. Wow, I thought, that's middle-aged. <laughs> and, I, and I, much to my amazement, I wrote down, now I remember every word. It's been over 30 years, and I remember every word. I said, I have a publishing company, a successful publishing company that cruises along. And I don't work too hard. I have success with ease. And I write books, and I record my music, and I have a beautiful home in Marin County on a hill. Uh, Marin County was the most beautiful place around the San Francisco Bay Area. It still is. (laughs) It still is, yes, yes. And it just spilled out. My dreams spilled out on paper. And then, of course, what happened, I remember vividly, as I was just overwhelmed with doubts and fears. As soon as I started writing. They said, oh, Mark, that's way too much. 
doubts and fears can be very reasonable and rational. Way too much. You want to get into business and write books and do music and get into real estate. That's way too much. Just pick one thing and focus on that. And I knew whatever I picked, that my inner critic would start shooting that down. Oh, fat chance, you know. Mm-hmm. But as I thought about it, I said, no, this is my ideal. The purpose of this game is to really allow myself to dream my ideal. This is my ideal. I not only want success. I want to be a millionaire. I want success, but I want success with ease. I only want to work when I feel like it. They said, impossible. Never been done. Can't do that. You have to work 60 to 80 hours a week to start your own business. I I had been told that. My father had said that. So many people had said that. I believed it. I always cringe when I hear the words, well, success comes with blood, sweat, and tears. Oh, yes. Blood, right. And the problem is if you believe it, it becomes self-fulfilling. So, yeah. So, so what I said is I want success with ease. I only want to work when I feel like it. I want musicians' hours. I'd been a musician and an actor in my 20s, and I loved those hours because you never did anything before one in the afternoon. You just never started anything. (laughs) Those are perfect for me. I've never been a morning person. So I literally said to my doubts and fears, I remember grappling with them, pacing up and down, talking to myself. And looking back, this is the most important work I ever did. Because looking back, I think there's just two essential things, to put it as simply as I can. First, you have to dream, dare to dream, and even make a plan and go for it. And then you have to deal with the doubts and fears that inevitably arise. So for my doubts and fears, I've, they said, it won't work. It, you can't have success with these. You got to work hard. And besides, you don't have what it takes. You got to have experience. You don't know a thing about business. You got to have money. You don't have any money. You got to have all these things I didn't have, right? So I pacing up and down, I said, well, look, here's the deal. I latched on the word experiment. I'd heard a friend talk about Buckminster Fuller in the 60s and 70s, this wonderful guy that go around talking at universities. And he said when, when he was in his 20s, he decided to either commit suicide or look at his life as this unique experiment. Fortunately, he chose the experiment. And I just latched onto that word, that single word, changed my life. I, I, latched, I said experiment, yes, I'm going to look at my life as an experiment. And I said, look, doubts and fears, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to make this experiment. And I don't want you to undermine me. I want you to take a break, doubts and fears, and let me try this experiment for a year to go for my dream, but to do it in my own lazy way, working only when I feel like it. That's the goal. That's the experiment. They said, it'll never work, never work. I said, well, if it doesn't, I'll be no worse off than I am right now. And even my doubts and fears had to say, well, yeah, I had no money, <laughs> no income. I didn't, I didn't have a thing in the bank. I don't even know if I had a bank account. I, I mean, I really was a poverty case. No family support, nothing. So even my doubts and fears said, well, yeah, it can't get any worse. So that was, <laughs> that, that's how I got around it. I said, okay, I'm experimenting for a year or two, trying to go for my dream, but in my own lazy way. Allowing so, this. So, and I started doing it and I, it started working. So, what happened in that year? Where did you see some of the big shifts taking place? Well, the, the first thing I did actually, with full disclosure, I have to say, because I knew nothing about money or raising money, I just, I, 
the only thing I could think of was getting a 40-hour-a-week job and trying to save 20%. So at first, I did get a perfectly horrible 40-hour-a-week 40 job that started at 8.30 in the morning. It was way too early. I finally looked around and found a good 40-hour-a-week job that started at 4 in the afternoon, 4 to midnight. <laughs> Those are my hours. Then that gave me the afternoon to do my publishing and writing and stuff. But then I got fired from that job and started, it was typesetting. So I started typesetting on my own. I got kicked. I got fired for not showing up on time because I was at the beach at Santa Cruz and I I didn't want to come in. I wanted to stay at the beach. So, uh, so I got fired. And that was the best thing that ever happened as I look back because I had to then start my own typesetting business and I immediately started making four or five times the money and working fewer hours uh, working for myself and so that helped finance the publishing and I built the typesetting for other people other books and things enough until the and I put the money into publishing and started doing my first books and my first albums and then it was really my first album. I did an album called Breathe that was piano and vibes, real quiet. And it started doing really well. It won some awards and uh, was sold in a lot of metaphysical bookstores and New Age shops at the time. And we sold like 60,000 copies and it started financing the, the company. And then I did three little books, and then my girlfriend at the time did a book called Creative Visualization. And uh, Oprah picked it up, and the book took off and sold three million copies and launched my company. Yes, and we're familiar with uh, Shakti Gowen's uh, book on the creative visualization. It's, um, it was a wonderful starting point for a lot of stuff now around you know, uh, laws of attraction, the secrets, and all of those other things. So actually, that brings us to an interesting topic around affirmations. Would you say that you had created a lot of affirmations for yourself? Oh, a, a lot. Yes, yes, yes. Just the other day, in fact, I was going over some old folders I found, and I had pages of affirmations that I wrote right at the beginning. Like when I was totally broke, I started writing, I now live in an abundant world. And I filled a page with, you know, I now live in abundance and money comes to me easily and effortlessly. And just pay, I wrote pages of affirmations. And I know at my financial low, I started the company and invested all this money. And then our distributor went bankrupt. And we, at one point, were nearly bankrupt. And I put my credit card money into it, my personal money drawing from my credit cards. I was 65000 in credit card debt in the early 80s, and we didn't get paid for six months worth of sales. And I remember we were nearly bankrupt, and that was my financial low. And I realized at that time what I was telling. I looked inside. I did this thing called the core belief process that, that I'd learned that I talk about in several books but basically it's just looking inside and seeing what you're telling yourself consistently and I realized I was telling myself I was a fool with money I was out of control that was my ongoing subconscious programming I'm a fool with money I don't get it I'm out of control I'm an idiot with money it's too hard oh it's so hard mm -hmm. you know? and that's what I was telling myself and when I realized that 
I turned it around. I found the affirmation that directly counteracted that, and I wrote it down. I started saying, in my early 30s, I started saying, I am sensible and in control with my finances. I am creating total financial success in an easy and relaxed manner, a healthy and positive way. I said that a couple thousand times, I think it was, in my early 30s, and within six months after coming up with it, my whole financial life had turned around. Wow. So actually, we, and we're going to go into break here uh, really quickly, but come back with these stories that we're telling ourselves. Um, as we had ta- I actually teach a seminar on this because the life we are li- living is a direct correlation to the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves. And so it's very important how we craft that story. So we'll come back in a, from break with Mark Allen. Mark, thank you so much for being here with us this early Saturday morning. And uh, we will be right back to Voice America. Success Inside. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you are a beginning or aspiring entrepreneur, have you thought about a coach or mentor? For instance, think about sports figures who have successfully become entrepreneurs and leaders in business. They started out with a coach in their respective sport, and many work with a coach today to help them continue to achieve their goals. Listen for ESCN with host Michael Dawson and co-host Angelia Hobson and Diane Daniels. Tune in Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central, and 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business and rebroadcasts on Voice America Sports. Does your business, like many, face obstacles to becoming successful? Would you love to have an open forum of entrepreneurial ideas and best practices brought to you each week? Tune in for The Second Stage with hosts Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. We'll spotlight entrepreneurs and growing companies that are creating a vibrant economic base, as well as addressing some of the obstacles that could be standing in the way of your success. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned in to Success Inside. To reach Aparna or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Aparna at bcorporateyogi.com. Now, back to Success Inside. Welcome back to Success Inside with Voice America Talk Radio. I'm your host, Aparna. And if you have any questions for uh, me or our guest, Mark Allen, this morning, feel free to send us an email or give us a call right now. We would be happy to take live questions. It's an honor to have Mark here with us. So we want to make sure we take advantage of the time. And also, um, well, Mark, before we went into break, we talked started talking a little bit about the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves, which are key to sh- framing our life. And as you may, as you reference many times, creating that ideal scene for ourselves. So, you know, walk us through the process. What happens? I want to make sure I don't miss any of this. So what happens once we create that ideal 
scene and scenario and you know we, we're flooded with doubts on a daily basis and sometimes we get things that trigger us and say oh wow that is possible but then many times we get things that come up and that are like no you can't do this you're not good enough for this you can't you know it's just this constant mental chatter that takes place how do we kind of overcome that and create our own ideal life but that is the essential question and the the older I get, the clearer I see it, and the simpler it all is. There, there are just two essential things. First, we do need to dream. We need to dream and make goals. We need to dare to dream, and it takes courage. We, we need to give up this fear we have, this fear of failure that inhibits so many people from realizing their dreams. Just go for it. This is my advice. This. This is what I want to tell everybody in the world and, and is, you know, we need to just dare to dream and go for it. And then we need to figure out how to deal with all the doubts and fears that inevitably rise for all of us. So almost all the work is internal, dealing with doubts and fears. And when I look back, I see, yeah, when I started my company, I was struggling for the first four or five years I nearly went bankrupt it was all such a struggle and I finally realized that it was all because I was telling myself I was a fool with money I didn't know what I was doing I never had any business education I, I'd never taken a business course or anything I remember asking my friend how banks worked I had no idea what a bank did or how it worked or you know I didn't know the basics and so that so I was telling myself I was a fool with money I was out of control I just didn't understand I was like a musician who gets money and blows it that was my self image and once I realized that I had to change it and changing it was not difficult but it's that inner that inner dialogue we have with ourselves it's really a dialogue more than a monologue with different selves and I realized, I was telling myself, my inner critic was saying, you're a fool, you're out of control, you don't understand money, you're just an idiot, you just blow it, whatever you have, you know, it's like beyond you, you're just like your brother, you're, you know, doomed for poverty. My inner critic was telling me this, or some inner voice. And I decided to change that. And I just started saying the exact opposite. I started affirming, when I realized that, I started affirming, I am sensible and in control of my finances. I'm sensible and in control. Those words really overcame that doubt and fear that I was a fool with money. I was out of control. I found words that directly contradicted, contradicted and counteracted those words. Directly took them on. No, I'm not a fool with money out of control. I am sensible and in control of my finances. I am creating total financial success in an easy and relaxed manner, a healthy and positive way. That was the affirmation I said a few thousand times, and it turned my whole life around financially. Wow. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because sometimes the inner critic doesn't even allow us to dream big. So yeah. it's, you know, it's that voice, whether you call it inner critic or, you know, that ego-driven kind of neediness that we have that keeps us from sometimes even unleashing our dreams. So one of the things is uh, I do a lot of work, spiritual work, and in that we say that, you know, our life is, we, we, I mean, 
has the potential to be far bigger than what we can dream of. I mean, we've heard Oprah say this many times. And uh, in order for that to happen, you really just have to allow and be comfortable allowing the different selves of you to come out, whether it's your inner critic or your... um, you know, your true self or, you know, all these different fears and everything. It's al- it's allowing, accepting, and then being your true self. Yes, yes. So yes. one of the things I love that you mentioned, um, and this is something that I actually always mention in my seminars, is the importance of loving yourself and others and serving others and yourself. Because um, loving yourself is a concept that, you know, somehow it seems somewhat narcissistic and we don't bring it up, especially in a business audience and so forth. We especially stay away from the word love because there's, there could be a lawsuit and all these kinds of other things. But loving yourself and honoring yourself is one of the, like, that is a journey to yourself through yourself that is critical to getting to know yourself. Right. Yes. That's the essence of one of my books is called The Greatest Secret of All. And I think the greatest secret of all, to put it in my words, I encourage people to find their own words, but is love and serve yourself and others. If you've been lucky enough to have a child, I know it changes so many people. It changed me. When when I first held my son, I felt this love I'd never felt before, this total unconditional love for this vulnerable, beautiful baby and I loved him so much and realized I wanted the best for him and then this voice said to me you should love yourself in exactly the same way love yourself and want the best for yourself as much as you want it for your children oh that's beautiful yes and it is just it's a wonderful key to success when you really do love and serve yourself first you do need to take care of yourself first it's like they tell you in the ads or when you get on a plane you know and you run into trouble you give yourself oxygen first before you can take care of your kid or anybody else you need to take care of yourself first and love and serve yourself give yourself what you need then you become fulfilled and then you naturally find in that fulfillment and this is true of all of us when we become fulfilled when we take care of our own needs what we naturally inevitably do and this is true of all of us is want to do something that loves and serves other people yes and that's the key yes that's the creating an abundant life, yes. Yes. And to in su- abundance. Yes. And the key to success in business or the success in career is really doing something that supports and serves other people and really gives them something valuable. Yes, and to that, I mean, you've worked with many uh, wonderful authors who now are, are serving millions of people. Um, what are some of the unique um, ways of service that you've seen within some of these stories? Mm. Well, let's see. I know in terms of my work, I think what's unique is I do keep stressing you can have success with ease. Mm-hmm. You can have a life of ease. In fact, real mastery is ease. And our greatest authors have fulfilled that and achieved that. Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, he has a wonderful life of ease. He says he's lazy, too. He's 
he and I are both lazy. We we love that word and don't look at it negatively. To me, it's a very positive thing of doing what you want to do when you have the energy to do it and then relaxing and doing nothing if, if you don't have the energy to do anything. And so that means nearly every day, nearly every afternoon, having some downtime. That's fine. That's natural. It's, it's our, you know, our, our physical uh, energy. And, you know, it's very important in the business community because I know going through my 20s and 30s, always being so goal-driven and wanting to achieve and really, like, setting hard goals. And even now in the corporate world, we have all these metrics and barometers of success that we want to achieve without ever really kind of having the ease and relaxing into our higher self to allow us to really envision up. True abundance and success and service and all of these great things. Yeah. So yeah. it's very, very uh, important. And uh, one of the things we're going to do before we end our show today is uh, spend some time with that ease. So go into a relaxation exercise with Mark. Um, right now, we're going to go into break uh, with Success Inside, Voice America Talk Radio. And we'll be right back with Mark Allen. This is your host, Aparna. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. What makes great leaders? Results? A lasting legacy? Is it making a difference in your life or maybe the lives of others? I lead. The Leadership Connection with host Dr. Linda Sharkey will bring you the practical tips and tools to make you an extraordinary leader and by doing so, build a better, more successful, and more profitable organization. Our show is all about you, the leader that you can be, and the culture that you can create. Tune in to I Lead, The Leadership Connection, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Today, our world is faced with complex challenges that present massive potential risks. Conflict, misunderstanding, misalignment of organizations and their leadership, lost productivity, wasted time, and wasted resources resulting from limiting perspectives, distraction, and hardline positions are damaging our today and our future. The monetary cost of such failures is in the billions. Stop wasting time. Make a shift. Engage with host David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration, Thursdays at 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're tuned in to Success Inside. To reach Aparna or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Aparna at bcorporateyogi.com. Now, back to Success Inside. 
Welcome back to Success Inside. I'm your host, Aparna, and I am so excited to have here with me Mark Allen this morning. Um, Welcome back, Mark. Thanks. And before we went into break, we were talking about some of the success with ease. So one of the best ways to share some of this message with our audience is to talk about, in the business world, we say best practices. But I'd love to hear some of the miracles. And all over, you've been doing this for so many years. You must have seen so many people turn their lives around. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, and that's the best part of what I do is just hearing all these stories from people that uh, uh, like one um, a, a reporter from um, can I say the paper sure. uh, I'll, I'll say a big national financial famous paper called <laughs> me to, to interview me and when he f- heard about my schedule he just he said you know we, we work every night here till 9 o'clock at night. He said, nothing gets done from 6 to 9 at night, but we just need to show up to show we have a, no life outside the corporation. And I said, what kind of life is that? You're working, <laughs> you know, working all the time. And he, he, then he emailed me. He, because of our interview, he quit his job. He moved to Santa Fe and he started his own company. He read my book, Visionary Business, and he was so happy with his own company and said he's seeing all of his son's little league games. He has a family life. He knocks off early on Fridays. He was so joyful that it just, you know, it just made my day. Another, like a simple story, I ran into an old friend on Facebook, actually, who I knew from my early 20s, and she was a teenager at the time, and she said, you know, I've been following you, Mark. She said, I, I, we have kind of a similar history in that she wandered through her 20s not knowing what to do, sort of exploring this and that. She did the back to the land experiment I did. And we both wandered around. She said she wandered. And then when she was about 30, she found Creative Visualization by Shakti Gawain. And she said she just started she started affirming, I do wonderful work in a wonderful way with wonderful people for wonderful pay. She kept saying that over and over and over. She had nothing going, no job. No, She just kept saying, I do wonderful work in a wonderful way with wonderful people for wonderful pay. And she said after a week or so, she started getting these ideas. And she finally ended up opening her own little shop. At first, it was little imports. Then it grew and grew. And she started importing all these beers. And now she's in uh, Portland or Seattle. And she has this whole community center where they have beer from all over the world. And she said for 30 years, she's done wonderful work in a wonderful way with wonderful people for wonderful pay. It's all come true. Wow. Lovely stories. And so, yes. so you know, a lot of us, uh, when we work day to day and we go into the office and we have kind of a schedule, um, uh, sometimes, you know, dreaming big and even like writing affirmations uh, tends to shift to the end, especially if you have kids, tends to shift to like the bra- uh, back burner what are um, you know some of the ways where we can maybe <clears throat> start today? Uh, like, what would I? What would I? Where would I begin? I got this one concept at a seminar in my late twenties that has helped me so much <clears throat> from a man named Ken Kais Jr. who did a book called Handbook to Higher Consciousness years ago. His contribution to humanity was making it clear that we that our beliefs. All of our beliefs are not necessarily true in themselves. 
a lot of people have very, very different sets of beliefs. But our beliefs about everything, about the world, about ourselves, about life, our beliefs become true if we believe them. They become self-fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And we can change them. So if we go to work and we realize we're telling ourselves, oh, this is really stressful, or this part of it really you know, is difficult, this is hard, this is no fun. Uh, I saw two guys meeting in the street the other day, and one they gave each other such a warm hug. I thought, oh, how wonderful and warm. And, and one guy said to another, how's it going? And the other said, oh, you know, the same. It's just struggle, struggle. <laughs> One damn thing after another. I, I, I wanted to go up to him and shake him and say, don't say that. Tell yourself instead, you do wonderful work in a wonderful way. You know, mm-hmm. change, change that belief. How do you change your belief? By affirming different things. Yes, and change that story. You know? Yeah, change that your story, story. that we create. Yep, rewrite it. We, can re- we have the power to rewrite our story. Absolutely, and actually... Um, you know, create your own movie. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's something we're looking at doing. Um, is I'm I'm working on a project to try and create a movie around bringing spirituality and love to the business world. Um, so it's my personal passion, but sharing that kind of a message. Um, and so one question that you know, I that's very dear to my heart is the spirituality piece. And I know you wrote a book. Um, Tantra for the West. So how, how did you embark on the, the spirituality piece or Tantra? Yes, yes. In, and in fact, the 11th chapter of four of my books, four of my main books have 12 chapters. Whether it's the Millionaire Course or the Magical Path, Visionary Business, uh, it's not exactly in Tantra, but uh, the, the 11th chapter in each of those books is the spiritual path to success and combining the spiritual and material success turns out to be a tremendously powerful thing to do. And I, I often say you don't need the spiritual element to be successful. There's many, many people who are successful who deny or, or aren't interested in the spiritual life at all. I, I heard about this Korean billionaire, for instance, who gets up early every morning and way earlier than I do. He's way more disciplined than I am. But he just writes his goals for an hour. He writes the same goals over and over for an hour. And I thought, no wonder he's a billionaire. Wow, that's, that's affirmation for you. That's affirmation, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and in a way, it's completely non-spiritual. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it's just writing goals. Okay, that's one very powerful thing to do. But I've found in my experience that the spiritual path is, I think, is the most direct path. Absolutely. And I talk about ease, right? So spirituality, that's the core of spirituality is ease and abundance, not necessarily, you know, struggle. There is no struggle in spirituality. Right, right. I mean, and even the teachings of Christ, he said, ask and you shall receive. Absolutely. Well, that's a, that's a powerful, powerful teaching. Ask and you shall receive. I remember reflecting on that, walking around my house, my big house I'd gotten. I even remember thinking, do I deserve this? Maybe I, you know, maybe it can't continue because I am lazy and, and I'm just praying for this stuff. 
And the, the guidance I got, the internal guidance was, Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. He didn't say, ask and you shall receive if you deserve it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you're talented enough, or if you're smart enough, or if you have enough money, or the right education, or anything. No. That's the spiritual path to success. Just realize the power in those words, ask and you shall receive. Yeah, it's beautiful. And, and it's so simple, right? So there's no, no struggle. There's, it's all ease. Um, yes. And that's, what I, that's the beauty of the spiritual path, right? So with that ease also allows a natural way of dreaming big. Um, because when you go deep within yourself and you, as you and I were talking, I mean, 99% of the work is within yourself. So when you go deep within yourself, you then have the ability to think and dream far bigger than you could simply by, you know, kind of just having a limited mindset, like a linear mindset, um, so, and so in your spiritual journey, and I love that you bring that together in your work, um, you know, one of the cores uh, to this is doing um, kind of a meditation uh, practice. Is there something that you do every day or um, how do you tap into that spiritual being? I do. I'm, I'm not a disciplined meditator. I've had to find things that... Uh, my books are full of these things, especially the magical path and Tantra for the West really, are full of little short exercises, often five or ten minutes that I do do through the day that I look back and realize have incredible power. Mm-hmm. I do a very simple healing meditation we could do right near the end where I just imagine energy at the top of your head you just sit comfortably and imagine it slowly filtering down through your whole body healing every cell it's just healing vibrant energy and then once you do that you can also then imagine it just attracting what you want in your life to you and you can imagine abundance just living in a shower of abundance so wonderful image I think these simple subconscious images are really powerful and really important I I remember for instance when I started my business my dream on my ideal scene was to have this company that cruises along like a big ship and this was the subconscious image I had it's like a big ship cruising along and I'm sitting back in the back on the deck in a hammock with a drink, you know, big drink, <laughs> little umbrella, and the whole thing's cruising. And that's my life of ease. Chilling out, yeah. Chilling out, yeah. That was my dream. But then what happened in reality is I started working the company the first few years. I felt like I was this little tugboat pushing, 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 pushing this big ship and getting nowhere. <laughs> and I remember when I became aware of that, I thought, that is my subconscious image. i got to change that. I've got to get on the deck of that big ship, get that big ship moving. You know, that's very important to, to, to see those deep subconscious images really have a lot of power. Someone once said our subconscious mind is like a five-year-old that's incredibly powerful, but will believe anything you tell it like a five-year-old. A five-year-old will believe there's monsters under the bed if you tell it. Our subconscious mind will believe that we're incredibly powerful geniuses or it'll believe we're total idiots that don't understand and are destined to poverty. It'll believe either one. 
It depends on what we tell it. Yeah, and you know these images uh, is is a great um, great tool because images come to you more readily than words. So a lot of times with affirmation, it takes uh, constant repetition or you know just catching yourself. But with images, I mean it's instant, and images stick with you, you know, no matter no matter what you are. And also the one other piece I wanted to address on this is emotions. Because this is a very large part of what I felt was kind of missing from some of the stuff around affirmations. Because you can affirm, affirm, affirm. But if you have an emotion that's triggered, it just expedites that process, right? So what is that emotion we're triggering with some of the things that we're speaking? Yeah. So many people, you can get... uh, you can put tremendous love and positive emotion into an affirmation and that makes it so powerful but then if the next thought after you quit affirming is oh but it's so hard you know it's so hard so if you, the, it, the universe says yes to every thought is another way to put it so when we affirm i'm now creating success with ease in an easy and relaxed manner i'm now creating the life of my dreams the whole universe says yes and starts showing us how. But then if our next thought is, oh, but it's so hard. So few people. <laughs> the universe says, yes, it's hard for you with that thought. Yes. Yes, and then we counter ourselves. So throughout the day, we're just, because I notice I catch myself when throughout the day, like may affirm something positive, then throughout the day, we're countering ourselves. And it's also the spoken word with others, right? So oh, yeah. keep your words carefully, just like your story about the hot. <laughs> Yes, you know, yes. You tell other people about yourself. So you can't sit here and say, wow, I'm having a life of ease and abundance. And then get in front of other people and say, well, it's just okay. Because then it'll yeah. stop. Right. <laughs> I know. This guy say, oh, it's one damn thing after another. Yeah. Oh, what, you know, our beliefs become self-fulfilling. So that that is the story of his life. One damn thing after another. Total struggle. and Because he keeps affirming, oh, it's a struggle. He wakes up in the morning uh, what's the struggle today going to be? And I love this time that we're in right now because we have so many wonderful teachers and so much good information out there as well. Um, so the important thing to remember is the actually the practices that we have for ourselves. It's um, important to have something where... Um, you know, how do we honor ourselves? What are we actually doing? Are we doing an affirmation? Are we writing our ideal scene? Because you hear about it and it sounds great and you feel inspired. And then you go back to your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah. T. Harv Eker had a funny way to put it. He said, it's as if the universe has a, a huge warehouse and when you affirm the right thing or he is declarations or whatever, but you... You're making an order. You're actually ordering, putting in an order for this cosmic warehouse, and it starts fulfilling it. As soon as you affirm, I'm now living, I'm now creating success in my life, the universe says yes and starts fulfilling it. But then if your next thought is, oh, but it's so hard, the universe cancels the order. And then if you affirm again, it puts the order back in, and then your next thought cancels it. And he says, finally, the universe gets mad and is saying to us, would you make up your mind? You know, <laughs> And we burn energy that way. I notice I do that myself sometimes. Right. I'll go back and forth, back and forth, and I'm like, wow, all day I've done nothing but burn energy. Right. You know, being not getting anywhere. Yeah. That's why yeah. life doesn't change that much unless you really actively honor yourself and make it change. Mm-hmm. 
So with that, you know, I as you were describing this healing meditation, it sounded sounds so wonderful that maybe it's time to jump right in and um, you know go through the healing meditation. Oh yes, I love doing this. Uh, this is something I do several times a day, and it just takes a minute or two. Sometimes in the afternoon, I'll lay down flat on my back, and I'll even spend 30, 45 minutes doing a similar thing. But often just before a meeting or before I do something in the day, I'll just sit and, uh, yes, we can easily do it. Uh, if you're driving, I, I wouldn't close my eyes, but I'd like to, uh, if you're not, just sit comfortably Close your eyes, take a deep breath, and as you exhale, just relax from head to toe. Just feel this wave of relaxation move through you. Take another deep breath, and as you exhale, relax even deeper, head to toe, all the way. And I like to take a third breath, and as you exhale, just let all thought go. Relax your mind. Just look within and see that field of light. We close our eyes and see a field of light. And feel that light and life, that energy. Feel it at the top of your head, the crown of your head. Kind of see a ball of radiant energy up there. And then just slowly as you exhale deeply, Feel it filter down. Feel it fill your whole brain, your whole head with healing, vibrant, light energy, healing every cell. And feel it move down into your throat and shoulders, healing, vibrant energy. And feel it move into your heart and lungs, just filling them with this radiant energy. Let it kind of expand and fill your whole heart and lungs. And just feel it move down deeper into all your digestive system, your stomach, your colon, and all that good stuff. Feel radiant healing energy. Feel it move down to your pelvic area, your, your sexual area, healing with radiant energy. Feel it move down further, just down your legs, knees, feet, out the floor. And then as you exhale, you can just bring it up, bring it up the center of your body, this wonderful healing column of light energy. And then as you exhale, did I say exhale? I meant inhale. As you inhale, bring it up through your body. And then as you exhale, let it shower over you and down through you again with light healing energy. And you can just sit there for as long as you want, circulating that energy with breath and kind of feel every cell of your body tingling with radiant health and energy. We have an amazing healing system within us. And by doing this, you open up to that healing. You open up. You're letting all your resistance go. You're letting your any place you're blocking your healing energy, you let it go and just open up. 
and feel radiantly healthy in every cell of your body. So be it, so it is. Thank you so much. Is what a wonderful way to go into our Saturday and into our weekend with um, just all this healing energy and just allowing ourselves to um, release any of the tension, any thoughts. And I would encourage you to take the day to really dig deep and create your ideal scene. We've spent a lot of time talking about this and what is your ideal scene? Just stay with that relaxation and focus on the ideal scene, ideal life, the dream, and see where it takes you. Yeah. Mark, is there anything else you wish to share? Mm -hmm. No, I think that sums it up. And uh, I often say to people, don't worry about that ideal scene. You can always change it tomorrow, mm -hmm. you know, but just... Now, right in this moment, what is your dream? What do you want a typical day to look like in, in five years? If everything went as well as you could imagine, what would a day of your ideal life look like? It's a wonderful thing to do. Oh, absolutely. In fact, I'm going to go do it today and take a walk and just be great. in that ideal scene. Yes, great. Because oh. I do think our subconscious is so powerful. When you get a clear image of where you want to go, it, it accepts it and says, yeah, that's totally doable. And then even starts working backward in some mysterious way and shows you how you can get there. Mm. And makes it easy, ease and abundance. Mm -hmm. um, and part of my ideal scene is to work with you. So I thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I really enjoy your show. Thank you. And, um, you know, we look forward to, uh, we'll, we'll probably do more stuff together and we look forward to sharing and being. And uh, thank you so much. This is Aparna Sane with Success Inside on Voice America Talk, Talk Radio Business Channel. Thanks for listening. Be sure to catch another edition of Success Inside with your host, Aparna, next Saturday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until the next show, have a great weekend and a successful week to come.